Hello, and welcome to the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where we discuss things in the life and ministry of Easter Lutheran, but also talk about the scripture for the upcoming week. Uh, I am here. I'm Pastor Jen Hackbarth, and I am here with... I'm Hans Vigasa who is a deacon of Word and Service in the ELCA, also part of our staff here at Easter. So uh, Pastor Megan is not able to be with us this week, so Hunts and I are carrying on. Exactly. So so have a lot of patience and forgiveness. uh, Yes. Because not only are we down a person, um, we're we're down another staff member with Pastor JB. Yes. So until until the uh, ringers come in, Pastor... uh, Eric and Pastor Kevin, um, you get what you get, and you will not put up a fit. I think that's what Mom used to say. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here, Hans. Thank and, you. Yeah. And I'm excited to talk today about um, a new subject. We've spent several weeks on the Sermon on the Mount, and that's been part of our... We're in the midst of a, a sermon series right now called The Great Teacher, where we are learning about Jesus' uh, ability, authority, gifts as a teacher in the book of Matthew, and also the things that he teaches about. So we've spent some time on the Sermon on the Mount, but now we are making a big jump. Uh, Last week we were in Matthew chapter 7. Now we are moving several chapters ahead to Matthew 13. And the focus this week is on parables of Jesus. And I don't know about you, Hunts, but I love parables. I, I think they're challenging, they're mysterious, um, and they never like leave you alone. Mm-hmm. Um, they just are something that are meant to be reflected on all through your life. Um, but maybe we can chat a bit about what a parable is, yeah. if people maybe aren't familiar with them. Yeah. Um, they are a style of teaching that Jesus used in order to get people to connect with what he was saying. And they were used used a lot of imagery and things that people were familiar with, um, which I think we still do today as teachers um, when we're sharing about God. And um, but he wanted people to really connect with what he was saying. So Jesus being born into poverty wouldn't use images or examples of kings or rulers or 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 things that the, the common folk um, would understand. He used things or. They wouldn't understand those things. He used things like farming and, and shepherding and and concepts and, and professions that they were deeply familiar with um, because they're engaged with those almost every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the other thing that I that I have read or, or have thought about is how, well, two things. One is that Jesus taught in parables much like the prophets did. And so there's almost this comparison, again, to Jesus as a prophet, which he, I think Jesus considered himself a teacher for sure, mm-hmm. um, and having some prophetic voice as 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 God's son. Um, so it makes sense that what is familiar to to these folks um, reading out of the out of the Hebrew Bible, the Torah, the uh, the other uh, the history books, et cetera, et cetera, that that kind of similarities would be familiar to them. They'd be comfortable with that. Yes. The other interesting thing, too, though, is that Paul, as another great uh, teacher and leader, never taught in parables. So really interesting that kind of these two, what, Paramounts, uh, Mount Rushmore's of Christianity, mm-hmm. one taught almost exclusively in parables, and the other never used parables to, to communicate a message. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I haven't still worked. <laughs> thought about that, but Paul really was straightforward. Yeah. He, he was systematic. He was... 
here's A to B to C, and often a sick, circular, you know, yeah. always revisiting things, um, and so wordy. Right, right, right. <laughs> kind of in your face and very blunt, and if you don't get it, well, that's too bad for you. Yes, yes. Who, Paul, of course, the writer of, of so many letters in the New Testament. Um, but Jesus, yes, was much more earthy, really liked images, really liked connecting with people in that way. Um, so I think it might be helpful for us today to get into the scripture and hear about the parables that we will be focusing on this week. So the lesson that we have for um, this coming Sunday is uh, from Matthew 13. As Pastor Jen said, we have skipped several chapters. Uh, so chapter 13, verses 24 to 35, three parables. So Jesus put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in, the, in his field. But, but while everyone was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? And he answered them, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Then do, the, do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Jesus put another, put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed into his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it, it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. And Jesus told them a third parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. Jesus told the crowds all these things in, in parables. Without a parable, he told them nothing. This was to, to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth to speak in parables. I will proclaim what has been hidden from the foundations of the world. Lord, Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. So how do you want to approach this? Do you want to, you know, I think what is, what is also always true is that Jesus often does multiple parables at one time. And even though they're different, they relate to each other. So mm -hmm. big picture, what is your takeaway from linking these three parables together? Well, I think the wheat and the weeds is probably of the three, the most disturbing. Mm. Uh, the most challenging for us um, to wrap our minds around. But I think when you look at all three, there is an element of patience, mm -hmm. uh, that patience is needed in faith and in our lives as disciples um, because you can't make a mustard seed grow any faster than it's going to grow. Uh, you can maybe do things to speed it up a bit. The same thing with yeast. You can maybe speed up yeast a bit if you increase the temperature where it's rising, but you can't increase it that much. I mean, you still have to wait a certain amount of time in order for the bread to rise. Right. And so I think for all three of these, there is an element of patience and also patience in God's judgment and God's ability to, to judge 
maybe not today, maybe not the way we would like God to judge, but that we need to wait. And um, and at the the uh, there's a promise that the judgment will come, but we don't know exactly when or how. So th- that's one thing I see uh, a thread between these three parables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I-, I don't know why this is just where my brain went, but um, I almost had a Marie Kondo's moment reading oh. the parable of the week <laughs> because it wasn't to remove something. You know, in her in her videos or or shows, she'll like make sure you hold something and see if you get any feeling from it. If you get feeling from it, keep it. If not, let it go. Yeah, she and would I, talk about that spark of joy. Yeah, that spark that... of joy, exactly. <laughs> and and maybe I'm thinking of her because I just read an article where you know she her house is super messy right now. Yeah, she's not worried about that because of <laughs> having an, another kiddo. Um, but I, I just had that sense, uh, especially in the in this um, the first one, the weeds among the wheat. Like instead of just going in and ripping it out and getting rid of what was garbage, mm-hmm. it was almost to hold it and just say, let let's just let's see what happens. Let's let this go. Because if we throw it away, we might destroy something that is valuable. Yes. We might get rid of something that is important, that is necessary, that is life-giving. And so just hold it mm-hmm. and let it sit there for a while. Mm-hmm. Which seems, again, really counter to what our culture would want to say. We need to get rid of it. We need to rip it out. Um, we need to destroy it. And, and Jesus, God, says, oh, just let it, let it sit. Let it, let it wait. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll take care of it in due time. And, and again, I think that speaks to the what you said about patience, about just waiting, mm-hmm. um, which is really hard to do, really hard to, um, to, do, to live in that. So That's funny because my uh, sister has three kids, and Marie Kondo said now that she has three kids, she has to accept that her house is messy. Yeah. And my sister saw that article you mentioned and sent it to me and said, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a major shift. Instead of a one-on-one defense, now you got to go to a zone when you yeah. have a third kid. So. It's true. It's true. And, yes, I think, again, that that element of patience and thinking about, like, um, when when we're doing like restoration of our prairies or of any type of of plants we have to be so careful about i mean it would be easy if we've got invasive species just to say well let's just get some herbicide and and get rid of them and um but we can't do that because we don't know what we are destroying in the meantime Uh, so we have to be so careful about what we are damaging yeah um, because as humans, we are usually, we have to be very careful about just damaging w- whatever. <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, yeah. Whether it's relationships or the world. I, I mean, as, as as sinners and saints, as Luther says, we this is part of the human condition, that we make mistakes and that we have to be careful and aware of of what what things we are damaging and sometimes that happens because we are impatient Mm -hmm. and we want to fix things right away i was was looking at the mustard seed parable um you know the weeds and wheat there's a lot of text there and there's you can make a lot of sense out of that but the next two is there you know this little triplet um the mustard seed parable the parable of the east i think are harder to pull something out of and and i think of like you know so this little tiny seed grows in this massive shrub and so you think to yourself, if that's in a garden, if it's not tended to, if it's not taken care of, it can take over a garden. It, it can um, destroy the production or the, or the, the plants that are in there. Mm-hmm. And yet there's a sense of, 
if it becomes a tree or when it becomes a tree, it allows for other life to grow. It allows for birds to nest, which you assume eggs will be born or produced and then hatched and other life um, to come to fruition. So uh, I don't, I'm not sure what I'm, where I'm going with this, but it's mm-hmm. really interesting that to uh, allow this little seed to grow, to mature, to, to expand, it can take over a garden. And yet at the same time, it allows life to happen and, mm-hmm. and, and produce in a different way than maybe what was intended by the gardener. Yeah, maybe some sense of, of the, the patience part of these parables, but also a sense of trusting in God, mm-hmm. uh, letting go of some of our own need for control in not only where our faith goes, but in where just looking at these things in life where we want to control, we want to manage, we want to make sure it's all in place and that we're worried about outcomes, but God is, maybe Jesus is saying, in some ways you might need to let go of your your assumptions and what you want to happen, and this might provide for more vitality and more life, um, not just for you, but for the world and for creation. Um, So it does kind of push you in that direction of of letting go. And I think, again, that because patience is part of, of letting go, mm-hmm. <laughs> letting go of an outcome mm-hmm. and thinking. And, I, of course, I love the parable about the yeast uh, because it mentions a woman <laughs> <laughs> uh, who is active in this parable and is um, experiencing this slow growth yeah. of yeast as well. Yeah. Well, and, and, again, this will be really weird, but it takes me to another show. The Great British Bake Off show. Oh yes, I yeah. know that well. Are you, are you familiar with that? Show? Oh yes, yes. I mean, again, I don't know. It does nothing to do with the parable, and I apologize for this tangent. <laughs> but the, again, Marie Kondo's in the first part, British Baking Show in the second part, and um, just again, the science of making of baking, mm-hmm. um, and how each each piece is important for something to become what you want it to become. And yeah. If you mess up that recipe. It can greatly affect. It's not cooking, which is creative. Baking is more scientific. Yep. To many extents. So, what does it have to do with the parables? I have no idea. Well, I'm I'm fascinated though with the way the judges and that show, and maybe this is appropriate because this is very down to earth stuff. Yes. I mean, this is stuff that Jesus talked about. The British Baking Show is is just down to earth things that we do every day. Um, uh, but the judges can look at a loaf of bread and say, oh, in your first rise, you didn't wait long enough. And I don't know how they can tell. It's, their experience is amazing. But it's, it, it, it's that idea that even just a little change can affect the outcome of the bread. If you don't wait long enough or if you wait too long, um, it is. It's such a science. And every little thing adjusts the outcome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing about parables that is challenging for us, I think, as current readers, listeners, is that often we think a parable is A equals B, that Jesus is making a connection that is easy to see, like, hey, the wheat and the weeds represent this in your life. And they're not necessarily metaphors some of them you can see that thread more easily but in a lot of them they're meant to keep 
challenging you. Yeah. I think they're meant to inspire ongoing reflection yeah. because Jesus is not always very good about giving clear answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, too, that, that the audience matters. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when Jesus would say these parables, they're often, depending on who's listening, and I think we assume, we can assume, that there's people that are definitely following Jesus, that people definitely in, indifferent to Jesus, and, and people that were definitely um, antagonistic to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so each person would hear something different in that parable. And so in parables, I think there's always this word of judgment, and there's always this word of redemption. And it, and it kind of depends a little bit on where you line up as to what you hear. Mm. If you're a Pharisee or if you're a... a a Sadducee or a leader, you might hear words of judgment and condemnation. You might hear Jesus being aggressive and trying to overturn, you know, the, the power structures. Mm-hmm. If you're a follower of Jesus, um, I think you hear words of redemption. I think you hear words of forgiveness. And and that's, again, kind of the beauty of the parables is that there's a mystery in all of that. It was never quite clear. It's never mm-hmm. quite certain what he's talking about. But whomever you are, you can hear a word of both judgment and redemption. It's, it's almost the saint and sinner kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a yes and and not an I either or, um, I think. Yeah, and depending on where you're at in your life, you can hear them differently right. as well. You can read them and hear them a certain way when you're, you know, uh, 23 yeah. <laughs> or you can hear them a certain way when you've got, you know, three kids running around. I mean, all of this you'll hear differently throughout your life too and I think that's the beauty of them is that they'll they'll continually challenge you uh, no matter where you're at no matter what you're doing they meet you where you are but Mm -hmm. I think they push you to be something different too yeah I like that I think that's a really good point they will they'll challenge and 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 push you to grow Um, and also I mean there is a word the the wheat and the weeds there's a word of Jesus here that says you will there is accountability mm-hmm. um, and that there is a sense of you need to pay attention to what you are doing in life um, because there are consequences for what you do um, for yourself and for creation. And so I think that's also something that he doesn't let us off the hook. He doesn't let us go and just think, oh, yeah, I mean, of course, we are justified by his love and mm-hmm. by his grace. But we also have to live. And he says, hey, if you're going to live in this earth, pay attention to what you're doing and what you're damaging and pay attention to how you're giving life and helping things to thrive around you. Um, so that is parables. That we we made it. We did it. Somehow, <laughs> somewhere. Uh, who knew? Yeah. Who knew Jesus' parables, Marie Kondo's, and British Baking Show would all show up today? That's right. I'm impressed. I think that was great. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much, those of you uh, listening. We're so glad you joined us today to talk and think about the parables of Jesus. We hope and pray that they continue to bless you, challenge you, push you to grow in your faith and in your life. And as always, we together uh As part of Easter Lutheran Church, our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Have a great week, everyone. May the road rise up to meet you.
Señor. 